What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Seven Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark, everyone. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back for another episode. Welcome back to season five. I'm so excited to be back here. I got a solo episode today. Last week was really fun. Uh, A lot of you guys reached out and said you enjoyed April on the podcast. So shout out to April. It's that sister chemistry. It's just undeniable, you know? Like, I just gotta be myself with her. So I, I was a little extra comfortable. I was talking some shit. But I guess that's what Simpin' After Dark is now, right? I get on here, pick a song, and I talk my shit. That's just what it is. So, um, I hope everyone is having a beautiful night, beautiful day, whatever. Hope you are prepared, because today is going to be slightly heavy. I don't want to say too heavy. I probably will try not to get too into details to make it not too heavy of an episode. But... It's just going to cover a lot of topics that can be triggering and just um, we're really going to get into our feelings in kind of a sad way, but also a good way because I'm talking about Capri Songs today, which is FKA Twig's latest release. It's a mixtape. I don't know why it's not an album. I mean, I kind of do get it, but I'll get into that. But I love it so much. It has been on repeat. It dropped last month, so it's like pretty fresh still. I've listened to it like a hundred times probably. I love it so much. I love her and I'm surprised I haven't talked about her yet. But I'm about to talk about it today and uh, I'm going to get into her and Shia LaBeouf a little bit. So trigger warning, if you don't know, they had a relationship. It was very abusive she ended up suing him after they broke up just because I think like you know the legal system's kind of fucked up it's hard to like get someone actually arrested to take them to jail for domestic violence or whatever it's easier to sue someone apparently so she sued for like I think um sexual and physical battery and emotional distress or something like that like she had PTSD like he's a fucking maniac And, um, it's kind of 
wild because they met on the set of Honey Boy, which is like an autobiographical movie, but it's like about him and like his story, how he grew up and like his dad was like alcoholic, like asshole and just abusive to him when he was a little boy and it like shows him growing up like being on even stevens and all this shit so it's pretty crazy definitely makes you sympathize with him but um twigs actually was in that she played just like this older girl that lived at the same motel that him and his dad were staying at when he was like filming even stevens um but yeah i guess they started dating shortly after that they only dated for like nine months and this was in like 2000 18. They met 2018 on the set of Honey Boy and they ended up breaking up like June 2019. But yeah, I'm gonna get into some of the details from that and also I'm gonna be introducing, I got a couple new segments that I want to do on this podcast. I'm gonna be doing Pick Me Patrol because I think I think we had fun with that last week. I got to talk my shit and I'm kind of passionate about pick because they really are dragging us down. They're holding us back. And if we ever want to be free, we got to gather up these pick you know? We're like the pick-me patrol out here. And we got to just uh, talk to them, you know? Sweetly, but firmly. Passionately, if you will. To be like, hey, yo, bitch, wake the fuck up. Like, you're holding us back. This is embarrassing. It's not a good look. Please do better. I love you. You know, everything everything I say that comes off kind of crazy or mean, I say it with love every single time. So try not to, you know, fill away, get butt hurt. And another segment I want to do is, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's going to be like my little let me clear something up corner where basically I talk about something I said on the last podcast or a previous episode that I feel like I didn't get to expand on or it came out wrong or like, you know, listening back when I'm editing, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to say this or whatever. Um, Usually I want to do this at the end of the episode, but today it's kind of pressing. So I'm gonna do it right now real quick because last week I kind of was talking about the whole Cassie from Euphoria thing And I feel like I definitely came off as a Cassie apologist. I was like, oh my god. But like, y'all, you don't understand the way my brain works. This has happened so many times on the podcast where like, I'll mean to talk about something and like, get into it and like, all the nuances. But like, when I get into the first thing, it goes off into a tangent. Or like, I just completely forget. Like, I'm sorry. That's just my brain. I don't know. Like, I straight up do like, pretty in-depth outlines for every episode and I still can't stay on track so forgive me please. So last week I just kind of was getting into about how I sympathize, empathize. I really cannot remember the difference between the words right now. I think one is like when it's like you feel for them from like personal experience and the other one's like you feel for them just because like you're using your imagination, putting yourself in their shoes type of thing. Whatever, you guys know what I mean. I definitely sounded like I was, like, going too deep in the, like, empathizing for her route versus, like, doing that and then calling her out. Because is she trash? Yes, absolutely. She's a bad friend. Does Maddie need to beat her ass? Yes. So, now that we got that out of the way, I'm actually all caught up on all the episodes that you guys are caught up on because I'm recording this literally the day 
after Euphoria episode seven, I think, aired. The second to last episode, the part one of the play. So I am all caught up. Me and you, we got all the same details. Um, I think we all cried or were a little heartbroken when Maddie, when it showed like what happened at Cassie's house when Rue came over and threw Cassie under the bus basically and was like, how long have you been fucking Nate? And she ran upstairs, went to the bathroom, and then Maddie follows her up there, and she's, like, banging on the door, crying, and she's just like, damn, Nate fucking did all this bullshit to me, treated me like shit, and now he's with my best friend. Like, when will it end? I freaking, like, my heart. I want to hug her so bad. Like, let's get this clear. I love Maddie. We stand Maddie over here. I'm saying we as in, like, me and this podcast as if it's like a human person but I don't know I just I'm such like a fucking like when it comes to my anger I don't know like I tend to really try to understand both sides to the point where it's like kind of dumb sometimes where it's like obviously this person is in the wrong and like if it was me that like this happened to me like if Kathy was my friend and did me like that like I would absolutely hate her so I'm sure a lot of people maybe come from, like, a personal experience place where they are just, like, "Mm, zero tolerance for this bitch. Fuck that bitch. I get it. Like, I'm gonna never shit on anyone for feeling a way, but I just do still want to remind everyone, like, they're in high school. Cassie is fucking insecure as shit. Like, her dad left her, like, walked out of their lives. Actually, there was a quote I wanted to talk about from the episode where Maddie was telling Samantha, the lady that she babysits her son for, when they're in the pool and Samantha kind of admits that she basically was Cassie when she was in college. She did the same shit to her friend. And what she said, I was like, "Mm, let me write this down, talk about it on the podcast because it's perfect. It literally just explains it fucking perfectly. When Maddie asks her, like, why did you do that? Samantha says, he gave me just the right amount of attention at the wrong time boom like does it excuse it hell no but like it just that really explained it for me I feel like I have been in that position where like I'm into a questionable dude just because I'm like fucking going through it or I'm insecure lonely pick me I'm talking like back in the day like high school days you know like this is pick me shit for sure. Cassie is definitely a pick me. Are you kidding me? The freaking last episode when she was telling Nate, like, you can control what I wear, who I hang out with, like, everything. What? Oh my god. I almost threw up in my mouth. Yeah, so basically, I don't really think she's redeemable at this point, at least not this season, unless they somehow get her to, like, flip around and do a 180 character-wise in the last episode. We'll see. I don't know. Next episode looks wild. I cannot fucking wait. That play episode was so good. Freaking Ethan rocked it, playing all the characters. I was cracking up. I had no idea that was even him when he was playing the girl's mom for a second. And then I started like realizing he was like playing everyone. It was so good. But yeah, the way Nate just like booted Cassie's ass when he walked out and like tried to blame her for like some shit that like she has no control over. Like her and Lexi don't even talk like that, you know? Like, she's been living with him. Like, what does he fucking expect? He's fucking crazy. But yeah, so don't hate me. Don't be mad at me. I'm not a Cassie apologist. Like, you know, I'm totally anti-pick-me's. I'm like, don't fucking pick me, please. 
I don't care if any man hates me because I got something to say that he doesn't like, you know. I'm gonna stand up for my bitches and make sure that we got our head on straight over here. But also, empathy. Empathy makes the world go round. Because, like, if you don't come at, like, pick-me's from a place of love, then they're never going to come around. I feel like if all you do is bash them, they're just going to, like, fall deeper into, like, that fucking persona. And then we're all fucked. So it, like, sucks for everybody that's, like, over here, like, in the light, awake, like, grown from that fucking pick-me mentality. It sucks for us because, obviously, like, we got to deal with that shit. We got to freaking have mad headaches from watching these bitches act stupid as fuck. But, like... What can you do? Just spread the word and just try to be there for any woman coming around. Oh, and by the way, I hope this episode doesn't sound super different, like just like the audio. I'm recording in my room. I had to record from home this week and I have just different gear than I do in LA. So um, I hope it sounds okay, but I like it. It feels extra simpy, a little extra intimate, like I'm in my room hanging with my besties or something. I like it, but I need, like, a setup. I need a desk or something. I'm literally on my bed, and um, it's a little uncomfortable from my back, but it looks cute, I think, and it's a vibe, so it'll do for now. Well, I have another hot take about Euphoria, because I saw a lot of people were, like, dragging the fuck out of Cassie when she was, like, telling the girls, like, really, you're gonna believe Rue? She's a drug addict. And everyone's like, oh my god, that's so low, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, really, you're surprised that she would do that? Like, she's already so fucking low. So, like, she's about to get caught up. Rue just threw her under the bus. And Maddie's about to beat her ass. Like, I just kind of expected her to, like, try to, like, weasel her way out of that. I wasn't really too shocked. I just, people were, like, really just like, oh my god, how fucking could she? How dare she? Like, if y'all don't relax... She's in high school. She's about to get her ass beat. Like, what What do you really expect her to do, you know? And, like, Rue didn't come from a place of love when she was saying this shit. She was trying to get out so she could go do drugs. She is a drug addict. So it's like, yeah, it was kind of mean to use that against her. But, like, at the same time, Rue just threw her under the bus. Like, regardless of Cassie being the one that fucked up in the first place, she threw her under the bus. So she's not trying to die, you know? It's still fuck Cassie though. Like don't, don't get it twisted, please. And one more hot take because I think most of us watch Euphoria, right? So I think some people wanted me to talk about Euphoria more and I'm fucking down to talk about Euphoria. Another thing that Cassie said that people were like so fucking shocked about was when she was trying to say like, oh, like basically comparing her and Rue's situation because they both like don't have dads although it's very different reasons why they don't have dads right but I just don't like that people were comparing it saying that like Rue's is worse because her dad died because like you don't know what it's like to have your dad walk out of your life I don't know either I don't know what it's like for anyone to die or walk out of my life like that so I'm just completely just non-biased here but I can't imagine that it would feel good either way and I hate when people do like the fucking struggle olympics or like the pain olympics like let's not compare people's struggles like especially when you're in high school like everything just feels like the end of the world like everything is just times fucking a million you know 
And we've already established that she's fucking selfish and just trash. So, like, why are we so shocked, like, every time she does something? And, like, one thing that it made me think about was the show One Tree Hill. If you guys don't know, it was, like, maybe the 2000s. It was a really popular show with, like, Chad Michael Murray and, like, Sophia Bush and other white people. I forgot. But that was my shit. April started rewatching it, so I was watching a few episodes. And, um... If you don't know, they're like just high school kids, basically. There's two brothers, but they have different moms, but the same dad. And one of the sons lives with like his dad and his mom. And then the other brother, which is played by Chad Michael Murray, is living with his mom. So he doesn't have a dad. The other guy lives with the dad. So they kind of have different struggles. Like the other guy like is like sad that he grew up without a dad basically. And then the other guy, like he's an athlete. So his dad's like on his fucking ass. Like he's a fucking asshole. Like he's like the villain of the freaking series, right? And like they're like enemies, the brothers, but somehow they like become friends finally. And there's like this scene when they're talking about it and Chad Michael Murray's character is just like, yeah, just... You don't know what it's like to not have a dad. Like, I just wish I had a dad. And then the other guy's like, you don't want this dad. Like, trust me. Like, I get it. But trust me. Like, you're lucky you didn't get this dad. Yeah, so it's just pretty much that just goes to say that, like, you should never compare your struggle to anyone else because you literally can't compare it at the end of the day. Like, your shit is your shit. Their shit is their shit. And You can't, like, stop yourself from feeling how you feel because you look around and you see that other people have it worse. That's not really healthy. Like, it's good to put shit into perspective, but at the end of the day, like, you can't help how you feel. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So yeah, those are my euphoria hot takes. Hopefully you guys aren't mad at me about those. Like, hear me out, you know? I just, you gotta understand. I'm like mega mind over here, like thinking from all the fucking angles, trying to be understanding as shit, which is weird because I also have very like fucking stubborn ass opinions, but that's because I've like thought about it a lot. And like, if I have a stubborn opinion, it's because although I am like looking at all the angles, 
I for sure feel strongly about that opinion, you know? So I've put some thought into it. But we should all be this way, I think. Like, look at shit from all the angles and then stand firmly in your beliefs. And then if there's new information that comes into your lap, take it into account. And then you're allowed to change your mind. Like, there's no problem with changing your mind. So this comes to pick-me's or whatever it is. All right, back to... Capri songs, Capri songs. I don't know if it's pronounced like Capri Sun, like Capri songs, or like Capricorn, like Capri songs, Capri songs, Capri songs. I don't know. Anyway, I love that shit. It is beautiful. It, you can like dance to it. It's super upbeat. It's so different from Magdalene, which is like her last album. I was texting Ryan from Anti Art about it. Because he saw I posted about it and we're just like, oh my god, it's so good, you know, talking. And then the way he described the Magdalene was perfect. So I just wanted to bring that up because I didn't want to like use the same word and claim it as my own because it's a nut. He described Magdalene as harrowing. And I was like, wow, that is a great word. That is a good descriptive word. Let me add it to my vocabulary. But for now, shout out to anti-art. Yes, because Magdalene was, it was so fucking like heavy and just depressing and just intense and harrowing the perfect word capri songs on the other hand is bad bitch music it's healing music first and foremost and that's what i want this episode to kind of be about is healing because that's exactly what this mixtape is about and what like it really feels like when you're listening to it it's like being surrounded by love by friends by support by just People holding you up to be who you are and just, like, making you feel like the baddest bitch alive. Like, reminding you, like, yes, you are that bitch. Like, it's alright. You felt down. Like, stand up. Like, you got this. You're strong. We all need that sometimes. She actually did, like, a Twitter thread talking about it when she dropped the album. Talking about how she, like, wanted to stop doing music. She had, like, hit up her team. So... She ended up working on music, but it was, like, in the mindset of, like, not really, like, I'm about to release this. So, like, it was less pressure. And I think that's why this is a mixtape versus an album. I feel like uh, artists like her, especially, her music, her projects are very just well thought out and cohesive. And although Capri Songs is very cohesive to me, I think it could be an album on its own. I think for her, she just wanted to release it, no pressure. Like, hey, here's a mixtape, you know? And it's so fun. So I get it. And it's really just like the process of her healing. So just listening to it and knowing that just like makes it so much more special. So like if you've gone through like an abusive relationship or just dealing with a narcissist, just anyone that fucking sucks, you know, anyone that just tried to fucking bring you down or ruined your self-confidence or self-esteem, this is that shit you need to listen to. Like this whole thing just feels like a hug from all your closest friends when you're like sad but you're like at a party and it's just like bad bitch music blasting in the background and then you guys just like cry it out and then just like uplift each other and then go fucking twerk that's a mood um okay so let me just uh run it back real quick on her and shia's relationship once again trigger warning like the shit she went through with him is terrifying like it's fucking horrible So she ended up suing him for um, sexual battery, assault, emotional distress. But also, he gave her a STI, a sexually transmitted infection. I don't know if he ever admitted it, but like, 
she knows that he did and like she tried to get him to admit it before she sued him actually she kind of came to him and was like hey I just want to resolve this like just you and me behind closed doors without like having to make a scene or nothing but you need to admit you gave me STI you need to get serious help for like your anger issues all that and I want you to donate to like a organization for victims of domestic violence or something like that right um, I don't know where in that arrangement, I don't know what he wasn't down with, but that's why she came forward because he didn't want to do all that. He didn't admit anything. There was a point when he did kind of take responsibility and was like, oh yeah, my actions were wrong. But then I think probably his lawyers were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't say that. So she ended up going forward with the lawsuit. Like there was articles, she did interviews. So there's a lot of information out there. Although I could not find out whether she won the lawsuit or not. I don't know if it's still going on. So, cause this all came out last year, I believe that she was suing him like early last year. But there's a quote from her. I'll link some of the articles that I was reading off of where she says, what I went through with Shia was the worst thing I've ever been through in the whole of my life. I don't think people would ever think that it would happen to me, but I think that's the thing. It can happen to anybody. And that shit is so real because, yes, it can. And we need to stop asking people, like, well, why did you stay? Like, you're so fucking dumb, like, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, oh, like, could never be me. It would never happen to me because I would never let someone do me like that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, please shut the fuck up if you ever say some shit like that to a victim of domestic violence, whether it's like on Twitter, because I see that shit all the time, or in person. People say shit like that for jokes, and it's not fucking funny. It's men and women, and it's not fucking funny at all. And she actually brings up like that like frog and boiling water scenario, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on here before. She talks about how it was, everything she went through was like the love bombing, gaslighting, social isolation, sleep deprivation. And then she says, if you put a frog in a boiling pot of water, that frog is going to jump out straight away. Whereas if you put a frog in cool water and heat it up slowly, the frog is going to boil to death. So that's from an article online on Elle magazine, where it says that she's attempting to explain the incremental and insidious nature of the abuse. So yeah, just don't be mean. Like, empathy, once again. Like, this shit's gotta be a nightmare going through this. Like, reading, like, it, there was, like, so many articles that just had so much details, and I was just like, oh my god, I can't, like, oh my god, it's so fucked up. Like, there was an instance where she would be, like, scared to get up in the middle of the night because she knew that he slept with a gun next to him, and she was scared that if she, like, made noise, he was gonna, like, jump out of his sleep and shoot her because he thought it was, like an invader or something because he was just so fucking out of it like I don't know if it's like manic episodes or like what the fuck it is but like imagine just can't even go to the fucking bathroom because he's scared he's gonna fucking shoot you and then one time she had like woke up in the middle of the night to him on top of her like squeezing her arms and choking her like saying like if you keep this up you're gonna lose me and I'm not sure what that's referencing, like, if you keep this up, but I know there's other, um, there's another interview where she was talking about how at a certain point he had, like, he really was in her head, like, you need to give me a certain amount of touches and kisses throughout the day, or, like, she knew that it was gonna be fucking hell at the end of the night. So I'm guessing that's probably what it was. Like, she, w- she was saying that it would be, like, 8 o'clock at night, and she was like, oh my god, like, I've only 
touched him like this many times and I, I need to touch him this many more times because if not, he's going to flip out. And it was getting to a point where she was just like losing track of the days. Everything was blurred together and she like couldn't remember like if she touched him enough times that day or if it was like from the previous day that she was remembering. Like it's truly a nightmare. So I feel so bad for her and I'm so happy that she's out of that and that she was able to release this and like it was a cathartic thing and not just like something with so much pressure. Like that's real life alchemy when you can use your pain and like put it into something, turn it into art into something beautiful something to help other people she actually mentioned in an article that it was right when lockdown had happened I think when she realized it was like after a crazy weekend with him which I'll talk about right now where she realized like yo there's a lot of people right now like women or victims of domestic violence that are stuck at home with their abuser and she started getting a lot of anxiety about it like feeling like she had to fucking speak up and like do something because she started thinking about all these other women that like weren't financially independent like had nowhere to go so like shout out to her she's a real one like that takes a lot of bravery to come forward but yeah so the pretty much like the last big craziest incident that happened with them it was valentine's weekend like 2019 they had traveled to like a hotel spa so that's that's the weekend where he like was on top of her screaming all this fucking crazy shit, you know? So then they're, like, heading back to his home in LA, and he starts driving, like, all fucking crazy, like, speeding and just, like, swerving psychotically, and she just goes into detail, like, talking about, like, the thoughts that were going through her head. Like, oh my god, like, if he fucking crashes right now, like, what would happen to my body? Like, and then she notices that the that the airbag sign wasn't on, so she was like, oh my fucking god, like, it's gonna crush my whole fucking body, like, going into detail, I won't get into it more, because it's, like, so scary just reading about it, but they end up pulling over to gas station, and she's, like, trying to get her bags to leave, and he just, like, yells at her, puts her back in the car, and apparently there was, like, people there, and, like, they saw it, and nobody did anything, so that's really sad. (sighs) Yeah, so that is enough of that. That's what I was talking about when I said it might get a little heavy today. But um, let's switch it up now. Let's get to the healing and the happy. So I picked four songs to kind of talk about. They're all really fucking good. Like it's no skips for me. It's 17 songs. And like these are like four of my favorite. We'll do some honorable mentions. Um, Let me go down the list. Obviously Ride the Dragon intro song. Fire. Tears in the Club was the single with The Weeknd that she put out before dropping the whole mixtape. Um, on its own, I was kind of just like, hmm, this is different. Okay, cool. I like it. Hearing it all together, like, play through with uh, Meta Angel coming before, which I'm going to actually get into. And then it goes into Oh My Love, which I'm also going to get into. Um, it makes more sense and, like, I get it more and it's just such a fucking vibe and I really like it now. And then there is... Boppy Bones featuring Shy Girl. So fucking good. I like listening to this while I do my makeup and just feeling like a bad bitch, basically. Getting up, dancing a little bit. Boppy Bones, that's the one. Uh, Jealousy is really fucking good. Careless featuring Daniel Caesar. That one kind of had to grow on me also, but now I fucking love it. Minds of Men, a masterpiece. And um, Darjeeling featuring um, Georgia Smith is also really good. And it's featuring some other guy, I forgot. But that one's really good. It has like that UK drill vibe going on. 
And yeah, pretty much they're all good, but the songs I'm gonna get into a little bit, just kind of thematically, I'm not gonna go through all the lyrics because this episode would be fucking long if I did that. But um, I'm gonna talk about Meta Angel, Oh My Love, Light Beamers, and Thank You Song. So I'll play some clips of all of them, I think. So Meta Angel, the intro, I love it so much. She's like hanging out with her friends. So um, kind of throughout the mixtape, she has like recordings of her and her friends hanging out, like probably like in the studio and just wherever, you know. And um, she gets some good little bits and just puts it throughout the mixtape, like intros, outros, and they're all really good. I don't really know who these people are, but um, it felt like I'm just hanging out with my friends too. That's what she mentions in her Twitter thread that I talked about earlier. She's like, yeah, like if you just felt alone or just want to borrow my friends like this mixtape is for you she basically wanted this to be something for people to have people that felt alone or just like isolated or like they needed a pick-me-up or like if you were feeling down she was like I made this mixtape for you like this made me feel like myself and I just want everyone to feel that way so yeah that shit's beautiful okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh yeah, but Meta Angel, the intro, she's talking with her friends and she says, each year I'm like, uh, I'm gonna own my shit and then each year I'm still so shy and quiet. And then her friends are like, no, like this is the year of greatness and being free, I'm telling you. And then she's like, no, I want to be more confident. I really do. And then they like make fun of her. They're like, I really do. With their accent, it's cute as fuck. I love it. And then they're like, the universe, right? The universe is so powerful. You're going to be more free and you're going to laugh more and you're going to have more fun. And she's like, do you think so? And they're like, I don't think so. I know so. So yeah, that's a vibe for this whole thing. Like, it's so cute. I'm telling you, it feels like a fucking hug from your besties when you're sad. Oh my God. Like, if you're sad, listen to this. If you haven't, I'm sure probably most of you guys have listened to it, but I'm just over here like ranting because I fucking love it. Like, I'm obsessed. But yeah, Meta Angel basically is just about like transformation and just like getting over imposter syndrome and just really growing into that bad bitch that you are. 
this shit resonated with me a lot because um like a year ago like when I went solo on this podcast I had like three days notice to like record and just like figure this shit out you know because like going from like just talking with a friend on the mic having a conversation that's one thing going from that to like hopping on here doing like doing an outline like I feel like I'm giving a fucking speech to people it takes a lot out of you and it's just like I am very shy I don't know if that comes through on the podcast but if you know me in real life if you remember like the first time meeting me I'm really shy unless I was drunk But yeah, I'm just like very in my head, mind you, my astrology people. I'm a Virgo sun and moon. So um, yeah, that inner critic, I have that. And I'm very just self-conscious or like I used to be a lot more self-conscious. I feel so much more confident now. So like I'm saying like this shit resonated with me. Like I was legit scared when I like found out I was like, oh my god, I have to do this by myself, like, I'm telling my girls, and they're all, like, you got this, like, you have to do it, like, you got this, like, for real, and, like, even once I announced to the, like, IG, like, telling everyone it's just gonna be me now, people were, like, yeah, like, please keep doing it, like, yes, like, saying all these, like, cute, like, positive, just, like, encouraging things, so thank you so much if that was you, and I appreciate, like, all my friends in my life, like, just, like, this mixtape, it's just, like, having that encouraging group around you uplifting you and just like reminding you who you are and like that yeah you fucking got this bitch it's everything it's so fucking important and that's why like this song is just so just like meaningful to me like I was legit doubting myself I was like can I do this oh my god I have to record in three fucking days like I've had no time to fucking like prep or think this over like I was scared and if you like go back to like my first solo episode 10 now like, I'm proud of my growth, okay? Really quick, little humble brag. And I don't think I got to talk about it yet, but um, it was, like, after, it was between the seasons. Like, we were on the charts, guys, on Spotify for, like, music podcast. I, was, I didn't even find out until, like, the Spotify rap came out. So, shout out to you guys. Like, that's all you for listening. I love you guys so much. And I literally, like, You know, like, I ain't shit without listeners. Like, I could sit here and talk into the mic, but, like, I think that's why, like, now I'm so much more confident because I know there's people listening. Like, before it was, like, there's people listening, but, like, now it's just, like, I feel like I have more of, like, a connection with you guys and I know there's, like, so much more of you guys out there. So, it's just, like, warms my fucking heart, you know? So, shout out to y'all. Like, literally, the listeners just on Spotify was, like, 999% plus growth okay like that's for all of us okay round of applause for all of us I appreciate you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for real but yeah that line when she says each year I'm like this is my year I'm gonna own my shit I know everyone can relate to that at some point just being like yes next year I'm gonna be like the fucking baddest bitch I'm not gonna be shy anymore like blah 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 like I know for sure me and like last year was that year for me like the podcast and then with like amigas like acting and just like not not being so shy to like act and then doing like a song for amigas I recorded two songs for amigas and I wrote one of them and then the other one I like co-wrote but it's just like something I always wanted to do and had always been so shy to do so like I'm telling you, like, shit is scary, but believe in yourself and just, like, go for it. 
And the song is called Meta Angel because it's just like, you know, like looking for the power, like a guiding light, an angel, you know, to like push you forward and just make you feel confident and like help you do all these things. First one, she says, I wish I had help from a deeper force, some kind of meta angel. So, and then she says, then they could whisper all the answers and maybe life would just slow down. I don't think that I'll make it on my own. So it's just like questioning herself, like the self-doubt, the negative thoughts that you get when you're like, can I do this for real? Like, yeah, like in my head, I think I can do these things. But when it comes down to it and then you just start freaking out, you know, the chorus, she said, I've got voices in my head telling me that I won't make it far. Mirrors singing in my face. Where'd you go? Post chorus, throw it in the fire, ego in the fire. Like, yes. A lot of times I think fear is based on ego. Because you're scared if you're going to look stupid. You're, you're scared, like, what if I fail? Like, what if I suck? What if this isn't good, you know? Like, that's all ego. So, like, if you really want to just, like, step into your greatness, like, the only guiding force you need is yourself believing, you believing in you, like, having, like, support around you and then just throwing your ego aside. Like, just really just humbling yourself and just being like, yo, no one fucking cares and if they do they're haters and i'm gonna do what the fuck i gotta do anyway and also what i like to tell myself is it's a simulation like everyone out there is not even real okay that works sometimes but mostly just that like life is fucking short so like go for it like do what the fuck you want to do like time flies okay so like you think oh my god it's i can't do this like it's too late i'm too old no bitch just fucking do it time will pass anyway just fucking do it just start Like, yeah, maybe, like, if you're trying to, like, do this or that, like, write a song, you know? It might fucking suck. It probably will suck. It's your first song. You're not just gonna, like, do something and it's just, like, a masterpiece the first time. Like, it's 10,000 hours, right? Like, you have to put in the fucking work and the time. But you have to, like, be willing to embarrass yourself and to fail. So, that's the only way you learn. Ego in the fire. I've got love for desire I've got pain for desire But when I'm winning, I'm a fly Soprano in the choir I've got love for desire It gets higher and higher Some kind of better angel Alright, so that's enough of that song. So next is Oh My Love, and I want to talk mostly about the intro and outro, but it's about just being, you know, all about someone, you like them, and then you find out that they're just like a fuck boy or a fuck girl, and they're just like, we're just friends. Like, I know we're spending time and hanging out with my family, but we're like, we're just having fun, right? And just getting crushed. Like, oh my god, like, do I speak up and tell them how I really feel, or do I just like take this L and move on and just focus on me, you know? So the intro is Susanna Pettigrew. Okay, UK-ass name. Yeah, so the intro is Susanna Pettigrew, and she's the one talking about that story about hanging out with the guy at his family barbecue and him being like, we're just hanging out, aren't we? And then the outro, and I'm just going to play the outro because it is so cute. Like, the way she, like, laughs, like, this shit feels, like, so, like, personal and, like, real. Like, this shit just really feels like it's your friends talking to you. So let me play that. Nah, but seriously, on a level, you're beautiful. We've not got a long time here, so 
love yourself, know your worth, and fuck crying over these stupid boys that don't even recognize the worth in themselves. I'm just gonna steal your youth. Bye! And um, I wish you could see in you what I see in you, what everyone sees in you, because that's the golden stuff right there. And these are your golden years, so have fun. Fuck crying over these stupid boys that don't even recognize the worth in themselves. Just trying to steal your youth. Bye. I fucking love that. So good. Because it's so true, like, so, my God, like, you could literally waste your whole fucking youth with a guy that, like, doesn't literally, like, know what the fuck he wants for himself from you. Like, oh my God, like, we are literally only so young for so long, and there's nothing wrong growing old, but I'm like, you know, like, these are our fucking years for real. Like she said, these are our golden years, like, let's have fun. As long as you still have, like, that energy inside you and, like, that, like, passion and desire and just wanting greater things, all that, you know, like, that means you're still, like, young at heart. And I think it's just about how you feel. And if you still, like, have this burning desire for something more, then you should be with someone that, like, is going to foster that fire and make you feel good about yourself or kick them to the curb, like, you don't got time to waste on fucking fuckboys, like, you just have to fucking know, like, you are that fucking bitch, and you have to be with someone that recognizes it, or it's, like, all for nothing. This is the fifth song on the album, and it was, like, the first one that I was, like, okay, I need to talk about this on Simpin. like, the chorus, everybody knows that I want your love, why are you playing, baby boy, what's up, like, that is a fucking sad bitch, professing herself like that is simple material okay that's what sparked it but this song just like feels like sadness but it sounds like cute like I don't know if that really explains it but yeah that's how it feels so then light beamers was the next one where I was like yes I have to so light beamers I actually was just like doing some research like really last minute right now and I found like a reddit thread where apparently at the beginning you can hear like a dog barking and I didn't realize it was like a dog barking until like I listened back after reading this and apparently that's her dog solo that she like lost and never found or she found him and he was dead I'm not sure but RP solo that just makes this song hit even more like that's so fucking sad I can't imagine well I can't imagine because I've lost dogs before but just the fact that she put that his bark in the song is so fucking cute man so shout out all the pets and dogs if you're with your pet right now tell them I love them and give them a kiss on the snout or the top of the head But yeah, the song is just about um, stepping into an uncomfortable situation and pushing yourself, trusting yourself, and not being scared, you know, getting rid of fear. The chorus is, this is for the hard dreamers, been sad for a while, all the indigo and light beamers, been sad for a while. So let me play a clip of this. She like this again. 
Yeah, so you can hear it sounds kind of like a lullaby, but like a bop lullaby. Just cute as fuck, very dreamy, and just cute and sad. And the fact that she says pretty and sad, I was like, yup, aren't we all? In the post-chorus, she says, are you running from your life, beat down because there ain't nobody on your side? Tell yourself you love you so. Lay down your fears, baby. Ain't nobody die from a no. So, you know, same theme. Like, don't be scared, bitch. You're not gonna fucking die if somebody says no or if it doesn't go as planned, you know? Like, it's okay. And I am really learning that right now. Like, thank you guys for all your patience with the merch. Like, I know I've been teasing it, talking about it, but I'm telling you, this has been a learning process. Like, I've dealt with, like, other things, like beanies, calendars, like, one and done things. Like, not one and done, but, like, one size fits all, right? This is my first time doing hoodies, period, but, like, anything with, like, sizes. So, it has been a learning process, just, like, the design and, like, figuring out, like, how to um, print them, like, the design, because there's so many different ways you can go about it, and then finding, like, the right company and shipping, because they're, like, heavier. So, like, it's just been a process, a huge learning process. So, thank you guys so much for just, like, supporting me meanwhile and like for being as excited about the merch as I am that like really just like makes me feel better when I'm like feeling stressed about it is like okay (laughs) they want it (laughs) because yeah it's a little stressful but I'm really excited and they turned out super cute and just stay tuned on Instagram and you'll see if they're ready by now or like when I know I keep saying like soon but it's like well first of all last week I had already recorded it you know when I said like oh like they should be ready now but then like something happened it was like a fucking major setback I was super bummed but um it's a little embarrassing but thank you guys for sticking with me so I just want to be transparent because you know like this is one of those things where it's like you know it's not the fucking end of the world Like, yeah, it's embarrassing that, like, these fucking hoodies aren't ready, but, like, am I gonna die? No. Like, you know, you have to, like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself, you know? You're gonna give yourself an ulcer or, like, lose your hair or die. Stress is the number one killer or something like that, right? I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So yeah, no, but on the real, like, I just want to make sure that I put out, like, a good product for you guys and that I can make the whole process just like seamless so 
I am working on it. Like, trust me, like, this that whole hiatus I took, I wasn't just, like, fucking sitting on my ass, not doing shit. Like, I was working on shit behind the scenes, I promise. So, thank you guys for sticking through. And thank you guys so much for coming back and listening after, like, two and a half months or however long I was gone from the podcast. Like, the numbers look great. Like, everybody came back. That freaking warms my heart so much. Like, I'm telling you guys, I love you. But yeah, so verse three, she says, I'll tell you what you're going to do for tonight. Make a list of the truth. Put down the things that make you, you. When you smile, does your tongue come through? When you cry, do you feel brand new? Put yourself in the room. You're so beautiful. You are the perfect view. And then the bridge, put it in your phone. Read it when you're down and out. Pretty and sad. Like, are you joking? I could cry right now. Like, it's the cutest shit ever. Like, she put so much fucking love into this thing. And it's just so fucking real and just cute and just everything. I love it so much. So, yeah, just don't hold yourself back, basically, right? Take your strength back and, like, find yourself. Like, after, like, a shitty relationship or dealing with a fuckboy, like... You're going to feel like, you know, your self-confidence takes a hit for sure. But like, just remember who you are. And then the last one is Thank You Song. It's the last song on the album. It's pretty much just like her having a new love that's like healthy and just thanking him for showing her real love and helping her to heal and just to feel like herself again. I once had a dream, the shadows took over. Tis were fun like rain I must have cried out Cause you were away You're the only one Who really cares what I say You turned on the lights As you put me close uh, no one's that No one loves me like you motion Seems to save me now So that's pretty much just the theme. I don't really have anything I want to get super into about on that song. Pretty self-explanatory, but it's just a really cute song to end with. Like, much more mellow than the rest of the songs. So it's like the perfect just like ending to just like such a emotional but fun album, you know? Because like Magdalene was super emotional, but it's like draining, you know, listening to it. And, like, not a bad way. Like, I love that shit. But, like, this one, it's, like, emotional, but it's, like, happy tears and just healing. It's really just, like, I feel like the healing energy coming through listening to it. And um, it's not so much, like, it leaves you feeling drained, but it actually leaves you feeling like that bitch. And it's just, you know, that's the type of shit we all need. But, yeah, I know she talked about how she was, like, scared to make music after... The whole Shia thing because like she just felt like she was gonna have to heal in public just like in front of so many people like the healing process being publicized was just like kind of intent for her to think about so that's why this mixtape is so dope because it's like she put her feelings out there but she really just transformed that shit and another thing I think is like the theme is like the whole concept of fear just like holding you back and it's so funny because I actually was just drinking my yogi tea the other day and you know it has like the little little uh uh little piece of paper on the fucking string that like says a little thing i said i think fear is the greatest enemy i was like "Mm -hmm, that is true and then i was on twitter 
And there was, like, a thread where it said, like, lessons from the alchemist, which is, like, everyone's probably read The Alchemist. And it's such, like, a basic-ass book. I feel like people love to talk shit on people that love The Alchemist, but, like, fuck you, because that book is good. It's such an easy read, and I'm a slow fucking reader. Like, it takes me months. Like, one time it took me, like, a year to finish a book, because I kept, like, taking too long and then having to, like, restart, because I would forget it's hard for me to focus sometimes. Like, I'm telling you, my brain is just something up with it. But anyway, so yeah, like, one of the lessons that was, like, in the thread said, sometimes fear is the greater obstacle or something like that. And I was like, dang, that's two things about fear. And then I was like, oh my god, and I'm talking about Capri songs, Capri, Capri songs, whatever. And that's just, like, a really big theme. And like I said, that was, like, the theme of last year. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm still, like, a little scaredy-ass bitch about a lot of shit. But, I mean, like, you have to get over that fear. Like, your life will completely change if you just get over that fear of anything. Even, like, in love, you know, to, like, tie it to fucking simpy shit. Like, if you're scared to let go and put your heart down, you're never going to experience love. And, you know, you can have trust issues and just be scared of getting your heart broken, all that. But until you're ready to, like, really let that go, put your ego aside, because that's what that is. It's, like, just ego and pride, like, being scared to look stupid, to be embarrassed, you know? So it really just holds you back from, like, loving out loud. So until you can love out loud and let your guard down, you're not going to experience this love that you really want for yourself. So, yeah, pick the right person, but, like, sometimes you just never know and you might get hurt but like it's worth it if you're gonna find someone like look what twigs went through like she went through horrible shit with shia and then thank you song on capri songs it's like she found someone like i don't know who she's dating or if she's still dating them but like just the fact that she could bring herself to like be open to loving again after like such a fucking traumatic experience is just inspiring and beautiful all right, so kind of just to like wrap it up, I want to talk about like real quick. Um, I don't even know how to connect all this because it's kind of crazy. But okay, we're talking about like narcissistic men or just abusers, right? So there's Shia. Then we got the whole shit going on with Kanye. We don't know if he's actually a narcissist, but um, his behavior is kind of wild. The way he's like threatening Pete Davidson and just like love bombing her in a way where you try to convince everybody else that like, you're a good guy or you're like getting all these roses delivered to her fucking house on valentine's day like when she's like we're done like you guys have been in the middle of a divorce for like a minute you're separated and like now you're trying to like do all this it's like trying to get everybody on your side and that's scary because people can turn on kim like all his fans are crazy like he was telling them to like yell at pete davidson in the street like to say kimye forever like it's funny like you want to laugh but like we can't laugh at shit like that you know, there's so many people that are just like, oh, like, if you're not acting like Kanye when we break up, then you're not for me. And it's like, okay, ha, but also just, like, laughing at things like that kind of normalizes it. And it's not fucking funny at all because you don't know how the fuck he is behind closed doors. And, like, people always say, like, yes, Kim might not see your fucking tweets, Kanye might not see your tweets, but, like, someone that you know that you're friends with on Twitter or Instagram or whatever they might be going through the same shit and seeing what you're saying and now they're not going to feel comfortable or they, they're they going to feel stupid like coming forward because they're going to be like, oh, well, damn, I guess everyone thinks I'm stupid because everyone's always like, well, why did you say? Or like shit like that, you know? It's easy to get sucked in. Like FK Twig said, like she would never think that she would end up here. Nobody would think that she would end up there. 
and she like doesn't get it but it just kind of happens it's like fucking really really quick sand but I think all these people kind of pick their victims and it's usually like people pleasers honestly or just people that are just like really desperate for love and not like in a bad way I just can't think of another way another word for desperate I'm not trying to like mean it in like a bad way at all but it's just like people that are just kind of yeah maybe just like optimistic about love which kind of sounds contradictory to like what I was saying about like you should always be open to love blah 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 but I think there's a balance so you have to find that balance because uh did you guys watch the tinder swindler on Netflix that shit that man definitely picked his victims he definitely preyed on women that were just like givers and just had no fucking boundaries so shout out master stuff because you know she's always talking about boundaries and how they are key and yeah because she's right like they are key like they are everything to bring it back to like a kardashian thing not to make this like about the kardashians and kanye but it's just like obviously they're in the public eye everyone knows what's going on so it was easy to just like use them as like an example okay there was like a clip going around. I don't remember if it was TikTok or um, Twitter, but it's like Kim talking to Chloe about like, oh, me and Kanye got a huge fight. Like all their fights are over really dumb shit. And like this time it was like about like a bandaid. Like I got him a bandaid and he like wanted a different color bandaid because it was like fucking with this outfit. It like wasn't going with the outfit, blah, blah, blah. And like she's just like upset like rightfully rightfully so because it's like a fucking band-aid like you should not be fucking arguing over some stupid ass shit you know and chloe was just like well you know like if it would make him feel love then you should just get the band-aid blah 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 and it's like chloe you would have definitely got fucking tinder swindled people pleasers you're putting yourself out there for people to take advantage of you like that is why chloe keeps getting fucking cheated on by this fucking guy like he's a fucking dick And this is not to victim blame, but it's just for people to like set their boundaries and realize you can't please everybody. Like you can't just be walking on eggshells and thinking you have to do all these things going out of your way to make somebody not go off on you. Like it's a band-aid. He'll fucking live. And trust me, I'm not against doing little things for your partner, but like that's like okay when it comes from you because you want to do it. But if someone's like starting a whole fucking fight over some minuscule ass bullshit they're taking advantage of you they want you to fucking just like bow down to them and do fucking everything so that they can know that they have you in the palm of their hand and they have you under control that is a scary position to be in so please have your boundaries please just say no please speak up if you feel like someone is taking advantage you know all right thank you guys for sticking around that was a really good episode i hope you guys enjoyed it shout out to fk twigs once again and i can't wait for euphoria season finale i'm so fucking scared but we'll see what happens and i will talk about that next week and yeah just keep up with my instagram or twitter to see updates about the hoodies I honestly have very limited merch, so they might sell out quick. So if that happens and there's enough of you guys that really want one, then I will get some more made. Like now that like I have like the process down, it'll go a lot quicker. Yeah, that way I I just didn't like want to get too many. Like it was like so just like confusing with the sizing, knowing like how many of each size to get. So um, 
sorry if like there's not shit in your size right now but please dm me or email me simpinafterdark at gmail.com and also my handle simpinafterdark twitter tiktok instagram and yeah just let me know if you weren't able to get one i'll put it in my link tree once the shopify is ready so and i'll make an announcement obviously so stay tuned and yeah i'll see you guys next time bye